It's been 20 years since the events of 9-11, but many of us can still remember it like it was yesterday. King of the World, a new podcast series, explores how that day impacted the American Muslim community through the eyes of the show's host, whose entire adult life has been in a post-9-11 world. Tune into this sometimes comical, often heartbreaking examination of adversity and resilience that all Americans need to hear. Subscribe now to the King of the World podcast. Albert Valise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Welcome back, everyone. This is your Houston Dynapod podcast. It's me, Finister, and we're back to square one. After the loss to Minnesota, Saturday night, I hopped on Twitter, obviously, to see what all the hullabaloo was about. And it would appear as if we are back to fire everybody. Let's move on. A lot of irate people with, uh, people were irate with Michael Nelson, with Tim Parker. There was a lot of vitriol towards Darwin Quintero. But let's remember a few things. Oh, I also saw that people were mad at Sam Junka, which I understand. I've been mad at Sam Junka quite a bit. However, we lost our best left back. Who knows when he's coming back? I don't think you'll see him anymore this season. I haven't seen whether or not he's going to need surgery on that knee. If he does, you can guarantee he will miss the first half of next season if it's as bad as it could be. If you have ACL, MCL, LCL, that is one thing I definitely do know about is injuries because daddy majored in sports and health sciences. So I know a little bit, but we ran out Maxi Rudy up top, Fafa, Quintero and Dorsey in the midfield, Darwin Saran and Vera as our holding midfielders, Sam Junka, Teenage Hadibi, Timmy Parker and Zarek. I'm always going to be here, Valentin at the right back, and the scapegoat of the match, Michael Nelson. So the match itself saw us lose 2-0 to Minnesota. And I think the worst part for me is going to be that goal in the first minute. Because once again, it's a, it's a, how do you let in a goal in the first minute? How do you allow that to happen? That's not something any that's not anything that should ever happen. You should go out there locked, cocked and loaded and ready to ready to play. But as you know, that is not only not always the case with our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. Now Robin Loud got on the board at the first minute, Ethan Finley got on the board at the 17th minute and that was all they needed. So before you guys go and get extremely upset about what happened, let's put it in perspective. We were on the road. We never win on the road. We haven't won on the road in years. It's, it's quite frankly, it is, it is quite fucking ridiculous. To not win on the road 
in this long is ridiculous. To not win it all over 16 games is ridiculous, which is why I'm still under the impression that barring a miraculous playoff push, Tab Ramos will be replaced as head coach of the Houston Dynamo in the offseason. I think it'll be quick. I think as soon as that GM takes over, within a month, you'll see Tab gone. But who knows? Now, fun fact, I post on Reddit. Some of you might see, and I posted, what was it? The Late Night Spaces episode, which I'm sorry. I'm no longer using Spaces again. The audio is absolute garbage. It's arguably, every Spaces episode I do is, without a doubt, I think, my worst episode. So we will not be doing Twitter Spaces anymore. We will be venting our complaints through Discord. Scheduled Discords. Not just impromptu ones like I did the other night, which resulted in uh, Rushan. Rushan was mad. Sorry, bud. Sorry I didn't give you a heads up. My bad. I got home from the bar and I was like, you know what? I'm fucking going to jump online and see who's on here. Do some talking. But I posted it and I got this really, really cool message on Reddit, which I'm trying to pull up. But, oh, and it won't pull up. Here we go. All right, so the user's name is Crocken, C-R-O-C-K-E-N. And I appreciate the feedback, but you're not entirely correct. In fact, you're more wrong than you are correct. Now, he started his post off by saying, literally, not a single fan of this team was excited for this season. I'm excited for every season because every season brings with it the possibility of glory. And it brings with it the chance that we'll do something great even when we don't look like we should. So for you to say not a single fan of this team was excited, that is just wrong. And then he says, yeah, why the hell have a podcast about a team if you, he wrote your, you know nothing about the team or its supporters? Hey, buddy. I've been telling you since day one I'm not the fucking expert. So if it took you... 67 episodes to figure out I am not the tactical analyzer, then, I mean, come on. Haven't you been paying attention? I've never claimed to be an expert. I know more about this team than the average person, but I'm not a, I'm not a victor. I'm not a ring rose. I'm not a putayaz, putalaz. I'm not a Christian. Actually, technically I'm not. I'm spiritual. But by Christian, I meant Pudalaz. So, yeah, a little negative feedback. Man, it's been a while since I got something negative. And I was like, ooh, yes, about time. Because any type of publicity is good publicity. So let's go through this. Let's look at the match real fast. This is going to be a quick episode, guys. I'm recording this during my uh, my off time at work. I was quasi-busy this weekend, putting out some fires and dealing with some things. So you guys know that we won the stat sheet again but we lost on the score sheet. We had more possession. We had slightly less XG. We outshot them. They had one more chance than us. They had three big chances to R1. We had more, we completed more passes. Doesn't happen often. Pass accuracy, they had 83, we had 81. We had more fouls, as always, 16 to 11. We had nine corners to their five, and God, we cannot score from set pieces anymore. And we each had one offsides. We had five blocked shots. They hit the woodwork once. We had 11 shots inside the box. 
So it would appear to me like we did a very good job in the second half of putting the ball on target. Now, if you look at the XG by half, we were dead ass asleep and done in the first half. Minnesota United had almost a 1XG to our 0.14. Second half, we had a 1XG to their half half goal, 0.5. So we are statistically putting it near. We're competitive. We're competing. We just can't score, man. We cannot do it. Ratings. Here we go. Maxi rated out at a 6.7. Fafa at a 6.5. Is that right? Quintero at a 6.9. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is wrong. This doesn't freaking look right. One more time. Let me refresh this bad boy. Ooh. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's what we're rolling with. Arudi 6.7. Fafa 6.5. Darwin Quintero, 6.9. Griffin Dorsey, 6.5. Darwin Saren, 6.2. Matias Vera, 6.8. Sam Junka, 6.1. Teenage Sedebi, 7.3. Tim Parker, 5. Who fuck. Zarek Valentin, 6.1. Michael Nelson, 5.5. So, what do we know? We know our back line, aside from teenage, played awful. We know our backup goalkeeper played like a backup goalkeeper. I know that everybody who came in off the bench performed much more admirably than the person they replaced. This is true. I don't know why Maxi didn't come off. I don't know why Timmy never came off. But uh, I saw a lot of people badmouthing Tim Parker. And this guy's played every minute of every game for us. I don't think he's ever come off. What you saw Saturday is a result of tired legs. Zarek Valentin, tired legs. Matias Vera, tired legs. Fafa, tired legs. Maxi, tired legs. We have in this lineup, one, two, three, four, five. You count teenage, six guys that really never come off the pitch. Never. And we're going to, you know, dream their asses because they put in a bad shift. Some of this is tactical, man. We have five subs. We used four. Hell, Ari Lasseter got a got a sniff. But for us to be mad at Tim Parker when he never comes off, it's going to happen. He's going to have a bad game. You know, the loss of Adam Lundquist is going to be huge, and you're seeing that with Sam Junko. I, I don't think, still don't think he's prepared, even though historically speaking. He still has about a 6.85 rating. Junka. Yeah, that's right. Sam Junka versus Adams, 6.99. But the Lundquist injury, A, was gruesome to watch. And B, you knew when that happened that we just got a lot worse. We got a whole lot worse when Adam Lundquist went down. And we we threw our, our weight behind Sam Junka. Who, in spurts, looks good. But overall, he is just not the person that we need there. If he's coming off the bench, that's great. But he's not. I know Karaski is back to uh, full health, obviously not full fitness, so we did not see him yet. But I would imagine we will. You know, Tab trotted out a 4-2-3-1, which is a, it's a decent lineup, what we ran out there. But, you know, at the same time, like I've said, 
you have a lot of tired legs on the pitch. A lot of tired legs. I mean, you look at some of these squads that have played rotated squads versus us, and their rotated squads are as good as our starting lineups. So we're not there yet. But for us to be, I saw somebody, it was like Junk out, Parker out, Nelson out. We're not there yet. This is not an overnight thing. Okay, we, you still have to maintain some sense of positivity. I get it. You're upset. I'm upset too. I get it. You want them to be good. I do too. So do the players. We're just not there yet. And I think this offseason is when we're going to see how serious Mr. Siegel is about providing resources to a club that he wants to win both on the pitch and off the pitch. Off the pitch news, BBVA is no more. It's PNC, uh, which somebody said stands for pretty nice cock. Uh, thank you. So I've been told. But I, I, I could care less what the stadium's called. It's not a terrible name. You know, we get funding from that. It's a sponsorship opportunity. It's more money. So whatever. Name it whatever you want. Jeff Bezos Memorial. Whatever. Doesn't, doesn't bother me one bit. Now, this weekend was overall pretty terrible. The Dynamo lost the game in the first minute because, you know, on the road, we're at most good for a goal unless we're playing Broccoli FC. So that game was pretty much over after Robin Loud scored. There's always that chance that we'll score, but not today. And it says Minnesota trotted out a 4-2-3-1 as well, but man, their goalkeeper had a hell of a game. I mean, their lowest-rated player outperformed all but three of ours. Their lowest-rated player was their attacking midfielder, Reynoso. Uh, we just had we had a, a poor match. We got tired legs. We don't have the depth. Who do you put in for Parker? Minor Figueroa? I know Reggie loves him and hates when I call him old, but he's old. Alejandro Funmayor, who looks like he's gained weight since he's been here. And who do you put in? Who do, you, who do you replace Tim Parker with? It's a huge step down. So that's something we got to look at in the offseason, adding depth to that back line, because you cannot rely on the same four guys week in, week out, because when an injury hits Adam Lundquist, the shit hits the proverbial fan. But, you know, we have Vancouver this Wednesday. Guys, that should be a win. That should 100% be a win. And if it's a win, which I think it will be, we move back up the table a little bit. I think if Tab finishes top 10, he saves his job. I think anything less than that, an 11th, 12th place finish, he's out. Truth be told, I think he's out either way. Tottenham also lost to North London Derby yesterday, which was awful. They played terrible in the first half. It was every bit as bad as the Houston Dynamo's first half. And it's the biggest game of the year. So my weekend was quite ruined by uh, about 11 a.m. Sunday. It was, it was a rough, rough weekend. I did end up on a date, which went okay. We actually went to a, a place. I used to go with my ex. Remember the one? Red wine and RSL. The one I got real drunk after we broke up. That one. We went to a place her and I used to go, which at first was a little weird, but it was it was pretty cool. It wasn't bad. She's tall. Six foot one. 
It's taller than me. I don't know how I feel about that. But you know what? It was, it was a good time. Plus, I had to get out of the house. A um, lot going on. A lot going on in the soccer world and the personal world. Not all of which I'm prepared to talk to you about just yet, because some of it is ongoing. But, oh my lord, do I have a story for you whenever it reaches its conclusion. So we got Vancouver. This should be a win. I think we are a better team than Vancouver, no matter which way you look at it. Uh, I'd feel much more comfortable if Lundqvist was there, but he's not. So we're going to trot out whatever we got, and we're going to make do. And our boys, hopefully, at eight by 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday, will have three more points. Now, there was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I can't fucking remember. Oh, my God, I cannot remember. I can't. I don't remember at all. Okay, oh, well. No, anyway, sorry about the last episode. I know it wasn't the best quality. I know it was a little scatterbrained and whatnot, but that's what happens when we break at them town halls, man. We just we just talk and we let it take us where it's going to take us. And if you're along for the ride, great. And if you're not, we'll be back to our normal setup the following week. So that has been it. That has been the Houston Dynapod podcast. After a depressing loss to Minnesota, we're going to remain positive. We're going to be hopeful that this Wednesday our boys get it straight. They roll back out there and they handle business versus Vancouver. I know what I was going to tell you. I watched our boy Marcelo Palomino and Jose Bizama last night in their loss to the Birmingham Legion. Man, I got high hopes for Marcelo Palomino. I've had high hopes for him since he came back to us from Europe. And it got me thinking, how come last year, why didn't Tab send Marcelo out last year or, how, or you know the other guys? Why did he wait till this year? And I came up with an idea that's pretty smart. I think as a new coach, you want to take a year to indoctrinate your players into how you do things. And then once that foundation has been laid, you send them out on loan. This way, I'm not a new coach. I've never seen this guy. I send him out on loan. He gets back. He has no idea what we do. But I think the way that we've handled our loan situation this year has been quite impressive. These guys got in under tab. They know the system. They know the expectations. They know the work ethic. And then after a year of training and watching, we send them out on loan. And I got a feeling that next year is going to be the year we look at our loan players to come in and make an impact. Palomino needs to. I think Jose Bizama can, although I was not impressed with him last night playing USL talent. He did not he did not look like head and shoulders above. He didn't look like an MLS player just going down there to gain fitness. He looked like a guy that legit hasn't played in quite some time, and he hasn't. So that's been it. I'm Finister. This is the Houston Dynapod Podcast. Vancouver, Wednesday. Maybe I'll see you there. Not sure yet. Haven't figured out my itinerary. But until then... Until our club, our one and only club, goes and snatches three points from the Whitecaps, from the Canucks. Until then, and as always, go Dynamo! Albert Valise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it! There it is! It's another! And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure. 
for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool-ass people. Attention Nashville, Tennessee area drivers. Commodore Express is actively hiring CDLA team truck drivers for our West Coast operations. This is an in and out and back type operation. 4,500 plus miles per week. We offer full benefits package and above average pay package and an achievable bonus for more than four turns per month. We are a family oriented company that takes pride in our values, honesty, respect, and integrity. We can work with full-time, part-time, retired, or casual drivers. Visit our website at www.commodoreexpress.net to learn more about us and request an online application. Or call Robert in recruiting for more information at 615-287-5140, extension 1. That's 615-287-5140, extension 1. We look forward to seeing you in one of our 